Hey, Rex here at the Hard Pick. So we recorded this on Sunday night, right after the loss to the Celtics and before the Warriors game on Monday, during which, of course, Jamal suffered just a devastating, heart-wrenching knee injury, tearing his ACL. We'll be coming back with an emergency episode on Friday featuring the pod's own Lauren Sieber, who will give us some professional context to the injury and what we can expect for Jamal's future. Anyway, enjoy this last glimpse of genuine optimism from the Denver Five. Back to the show. He, he's clearly Dumbledore because he's completely selfless. So It's been a while since I've been in a four-way, so let's go for it. They Nuggets now own their soul, so I think that shows. Because you know I'm not on Team Barton. But if Jokic was a Hogwarts character, who would he be? I'm not going to be a trade in the front goal. Oh, no. All right, welcome back to Hard Pick Mining Company with your Denver Five. We were out last week. We called it spring break. But really, uh, the fathers were just busy. So uh, we missed out a little bit. Since, since, uh, uh, since March 1st, uh, the Nuggets have been on quite the tear, 17-3 uh, and three in the last 20 games, uh, with losses just to New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Toronto, and Boston. Uh, and actually, just before uh, today, uh, they played the Celtics and unfortunately lost. Uh, but prior to that, we're on an eight-game winning streak. Uh, last time we talked, uh, we had just gotten uh, Aaron Gordon. Uh, we were one game in. Bush gave us some some quick stats on that. We've now got uh, about eight games of the Aaron Gordon trade uh, in the books. Uh, the Nuggets have moved up to fourth in the West. Uh, we're a game and a half behind the Clippers. Uh, and have been on quite the roll. Uh, today was an unfortunate loss uh, to the Celtics uh, at one o'clock in the afternoon. So kind of a weird game. But... Uh, since we last left off, uh, the Nuggets had uh, won in a blowout fashion to the Atlanta Hawks uh, and then played some good games against the Sixers and the Clippers. Uh, Andrew, what do you remember about those games and what kind of the impression that you walked away from uh, last week? Well, I was obviously hyper-focused on Aaron Gordon and what his defense would look like. I thought against he would play more Tobias Harris against the 76ers, but he actually like defended uh, Ben Simmons and just crushed it. Like, he, Simmons couldn't do anything against him, and he's so quick and so versatile, Aaron Gordon is, that, like, he can guard a 6'10 point guard that is also very versatile and great. And then they go and they play the Clippers next, and whether it was Kawhi or Paul George, who still had decent games, he defended them very well. He even had one block on Kawhi. He was under the basket. Kawhi's going for kind of a finger roll layup. He blocked it. And Kawhi just gave him a nice little uh, tap on the touch there to be like, you know what? That was just fantastic <laughs> defense. So when one of the best players in the league just, you know, gives a little credit to uh, your defense, you know, you're in good shape. So the Orlando game was like a shit show because we always play down our competition, but they grinded it out where I think at the beginning of the season, they normally lose that one. Um, that was the RJ did. Hampton show. That was the RJ Hampton show. He played great until he played too many minutes, and then he did not play great. Right, he hasn't um, played that many minutes since ever college. Maybe ever. I don't know. Yeah. Did he go to college? He didn't go to college. Uh, go to college. <laughs> went, went to Europe. Um, but New Zealand. So, I mean, it was great. I believe the Denver Five all said that the Nuggets would go three and zero over that stretch, and, and they of turned course, out to go we're, seven and God, one. We were right. Yeah. <laughs> we were never wrong, especially myself. So. That was that uh, that games and 
Nuggets were looking good. It was, it well, was a cur- super fun week. Well, I'm curious, Andrew. You know, the, the Clippers game I thought was uh, more important that week uh, just because they're in the Western Conference and a uh, game and a half ahead of us. Uh, I don't know what you felt about that. You know, I feel like uh, we've kind of got their number to a certain degree, um, even though we match up uh, in a difficult way against those guys. But having Aaron Gordon be able to switch on the, their two best wing players, I feel like really unleashes uh, the rest of our offense. Well, I believe after that game of us just beating the crap. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry, I completely butchered that because I was about to talk about them trying to find a center to guard Jokic, but nope, that's the Lakers' problem. The Lakers picked up Andre <laughs> Drummond because they have absolutely no center presence, which I'm sure Jokic dominated as well. We match up actually pretty well against the Clippers. I mean, it's always going to scare you when you have two guys that can just completely go off and take over a game, but you know, I don't know who else is on that Clippers team that scares you even a little bit. So The, the Clippers yeah. also play the Nuggets scared. Like since the three one comeback, well, when you steal another team's soul, like yeah. you're up three yeah. one, and you're supposed to be this cocky great team, and this no name team just beats the crap out of you, they Nuggets now own their soul. So, I think that shows. Well, the the final score of that game, we ended up winning by seven. Uh, but you look at the plus minus category. Uh, every starter uh, on the team was uh, plus four and above. Gordon and Jokic at plus uh, 12 and plus 13, respectively. And then you go over to the Clippers, and Kawhi Leonard is minus 14, and Paul George is minus 3. And the only players that had a positive plus minus uh, were a couple of their bench guys with limited minutes. So uh, while we only won by 7, uh, it was a pretty dominant game. And uh, but Jokic then, played terrible that game. Like, that was one yeah. of the worst games I've seen him play. And he's still, like, he had a terrible 14.7 rebound, 7 assists. He did have four turnovers, but, like, had he played even just average, um, we would have completely blown them out even more. Well, he shot 37% from the field, so that that goes to show you. Um, And then roll forward, and we play the Magic, and it's kind of a story of the Nuggets, uh, but uh, it got blown out for three quarters there, uh, and then finally we were able to pull it out and ended up winning by 10. Uh, that was kind of an ugly game. I think a little bit of a revenge game for uh, R.J. Hampton, as we were saying. Uh, but at the same token, uh, Aaron Gordon had a heck of a game uh, there against his former team, uh, throwing up 24 points and leading the Nuggets. But uh, anything you guys saw from that uh, before we go into the, the, this week's games uh, where we saw the Nuggets really, I think, um, feel like they were meshing together a little bit more uh, post-Aaron Gordon trade? I just think it's impressive that the Nuggets can come out and beat the number one team now or tied for number one team in the east uh with brooklyn uh the 76ers even though they're missing joel and bead they were been rolling without him um and to beat the clippers you know that was a big game not just from you know beating the clippers who were ahead of us in the standings but it tied us up with them in the season series so if we had lost that game and we end up with a tie with the clippers at the end of the season we lose the tiebreaker to them so that was a, a pretty clutch win for us we get one more opportunity at them which could prove really big down the stretch especially if we're kind of jockeying between that fourth third position or four or five um for home court if it gets to that if the lakers rebound at all well i think uh yeah, it's interesting, especially against uh, an East Coast team like that. So I, I do want to talk about the Spurs uh, games a little bit. Uh, those were games on the 7th and then the ninth, so we kind of had a back-to-back there uh, with a rest day in between, uh, kind of a 
little bit interesting in terms of the baseball setup that they have here. Uh, kind of a couple of ugly games there, but Bush, uh, how you feel after those two games? You want to talk a little uh, Jeremy Grant first with the Pistons? I mean, Jeremy so- came back. <laughs> Jeremy had a great game. Are we happier with Aaron Gordon over Jeremy Grant? That's my only question for you guys. No. Yes. Oh, Andrew, why no? I mean, Jeremy Grant is scoring so well. He's still a stud on defense. I mean, Aaron Gordon is really good. He gels with our team incredibly well. But I'm not convinced he's a better defender than um, than Jeremy Grant. So if he's not a better defender, you, he's definitely not better on offense. Weren't you just jerking him off about his defense against Kawhi Leonard like 30 seconds ago? Yeah. But I had two hand tracks, <laughs> one for Gordon and one for Jeremy Grant. So. That's a you tough would, question. That's this a is a good impromptu 300 versus 100. That's a tough question to answer, right? Because if we had Jeremy Grant, we would have had Jeremy Grant the whole year. We've had Aaron Gordon for nine games, eight games? Eight, eight games. games. So, you know part of me is like I'd rather have had Jeremy Grant for 50 games so far than Aaron Gordon for eight I don't know like what does that definitely have a better record where would we be at this point right so you know if it was just starting today like if we were creating the roster I think I would say Aaron Gordon I think he's more physical than Jeremy Grant size wise so that's why I would take him he is when he takes that pick and then rolls down to the basket and bodies the guy he just shoulders up and he is just legitimately very stronger, and he might be a better fit with our team for the record, too. You know, we didn't actually equi- or like talk about salary. I would much rather take Aaron Gordon at, like, $12 million than Jeremy Grant for 20 So even though I think Jeremy Grant is better, I would take Aaron Gordon for a less million dollars. Yeah, it'll be interesting in the playoffs. I think Aaron Gordon for the team will match up, will fit in better, and is a better matchup against those big wings than, than even Grant was. But I never thought Jeremy Grant – I mean, granted, his usage rate and everything is, like, out of control. And, you know, the whole team is – the team's terrible and they everything's through him. But that first quarter, he just lit up the Nuggets. And that was just – I never thought he had any kind of game like that. Um, so it's pretty amazing to see. But, Mike, moving on to the Spurs, I think – I, I just can't get over the Celtics loss, so I'm all bummed out still. I know you guys don't care, but I'm just devastated still. <laughs> Would hours you be later. more bummed if they they didn't implode this afternoon, but they did uh, give it away against the second half of the Spurs? I think the way that they – good question. I think the way that they imploded today just is killing me more than if they would have like lost on a last-second shot by the Spurs, you know, if they would have like right. driven it down foul and one or something. That would have killed me too. I don't know. I would have been – but that would have been a couple days old, so at least I wouldn't feel so fresh. <laughs> um, but I think for me, those Spurs games, it's all, you know, appreciating uh, Jamal Murray a little bit more, especially the last two games. Just that two-man game with Jokic, he just doesn't have the same rhythm – Clearly with Faku or um, – and I thought Monte played really well against in the second Spurs yeah. game. But, you know, I, it just makes me appreciate uh, how good Jamal has been over the last, you know, several months. 
and just their kind of chemistry and just I feel so much more confident if Jamal Murray was out there that we're going to get buckets when we need to get buckets where we saw it today against the Celtics like you know they really got physical with Jokic and the rest weren't really calling he got frustrated and we just didn't have the same kind of optionality that we have with the offense that we usually have and it was just kind of like let's throw it down low and, and Jokic was great in that third quarter um and he kept getting buckets but then in the fourth quarter just like we couldn't we didn't have something else to go to especially with MPJ missing so i think it i'm hoping jamal's uh going to be back soon i know andrew's not worried but i'm a little surprised i didn't think he would be out this long but maybe it's just cautionary or whatever but knee soreness that always gets me a little worried ninjas are never hurt eric you don't have to worry <laughs> so do you think he would do you do you think he would have, he would be playing right now like do you think this was like the coaching staff or somebody who's like no we're gonna sit you for the next week or something do you think he perfect, could play like bad amount of teams that they could play and we're going to be fine with a fair amount of East Coast teams where they generally don't care as much. So there's ever a time, because it's also far enough before the playoffs, that like you can take this time off, get you know a little rust off for four or five games when you come back and then still hit the ground running. So And, and you can stay a, home with like the medical staff and not that's a good be point. traveling. That's true, that's true. Oh, he's fine. I don't know. He's I fine. just need him back. Come on, get back to ball. We can start talking about why Faku is starting, which is very confusing. Well, Dante Morris minutes, and it's about like him not having to stop start with the starters, and so they're they're afraid that he can play longer stretches with the bench, and so he's like playing two long stretches instead of like in out in out, which they're afraid is gonna um, reaggravate was his quad. Yeah, yeah I haven't quad. seen what the actual I'm, minutes I'm restrictions not are. Have you? Truth. That's been what's been reported as to why they're doing that. Yep. I don't trust reporters. I only trust <laughs> podcasters. Like, I, well, I think, along those lines, Andrew, uh, Jeremy Grant's making $19 million this year, and Aaron Gordon's making $18 million, So it's not that big of a difference. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Really thought it was 12 to 20. All right, fine. I'll the next year, yeah. though, is a little bit better. He's making like 16 I think, next year. Yeah, so. yeah that's exactly right. Exactly. So. Um, I think... Like, Malone is very concerned about our second unit, and that's why Monte Morris is playing with him to try to, like, get some offense and get, get a groove. Obviously, did not work, especially today. I, I think but it was I, a, I think that's it was a bit thought. of a Malone statement loss today that the, the second unit in the third quarter just shit the bed. After and, shitting the bed in the second quarter as well you're right but there was a couple of timeouts where it could have very easily been okay second unit's out Jokic go back in for have any chance to win this and Malone just said no I'm going to stick with my guys they're probably going to lose this game but it might be better for the team in the long run maybe is the that's the only argument you can make because there's no other reason that they should be stay with the same unit in the same rotation when they're you know after a 25 to 6 run that's a good call I, I didn't th- I hadn't thought about that that's like you know something like Phil Jackson would have done or something right like to just get in his players heads a little bit and 
maybe he was cool. You know, they'd been on a good run, but he had, the last few games he'd been talking about how they're not playing their best basketball and wanted the defense better. So maybe, maybe there's something to that, Rex. I, I hadn't thought about that. That makes right. me feel better about it. Other than just like games, you don't want to lose against somebody else in the West that is yep. going to lose you some playoff position. Lose to a Celtics team that you can't feel bad about. They're a playoff team. I mean, I I don't know. You got to tell yourself something. <laughs> so why, so why is he playing Jermichael Green? Win streaks. I was going to ask why is he playing Paul Millsap. That's the real question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, neither looked the... terrible, and they looked they they looked like they're having zero fun out there. They didn't believe in themselves. Yeah. They were totally flat footed. They're just waiting to get pulled, and they never did. You're right. I'm, I'm surprised JaVale didn't get any run. I, it seemed like Malone went into this game and said, okay, tonight it's Michael and Millsap and JaVale's not playing. And he, to your point, Rex, decided not to adjust on the fly, maybe on purpose. Um, but it kind of feels like, you know, it's either a, a Jamichael Green night or a Millsap night, and then we'll see if JaVale can be consistent enough mm. to be the regular backup center. Or at least in my mind, that's how it should go. But the the two power forwards playing together just like they don't do anything good they don't they don't can't <laughs> stop anybody if they drive to the hoop they struggle you know getting up for rebounds it's just it is just brutal out there to watch and it's the offense just is bad the defense is bad like the stats don't back it up quite as much i was looking at it when i was just you know like hate watching the nuggets this afternoon in the fourth quarter <laughs> and they are minus seven in um, net rating points per 100, but their defensive net rating is actually like, you know, it's so-so. It's it's actually, it's like, it was I think it was like 108, but that's actually in like the 80th percentile, so it's pretty good. It's just their offensive rating is just god-awful. I think it was the 17th percentile, if I'm remembering correctly. So the offense is doesn't work when they're both out there even if you have them you know Millsap trying to kind of play that that joker role in the middle he rolled to the hoop the one time that looked good but he's he's just not the same guy that he was even two years ago when he showed up to Denver it's pretty it's uh the the descent here for him unfortunately this year has been pretty quick sorry which is crazy I don't remember what the exact number, but it was like in the 17th percentile and lower is worse. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like if you work the math and they've got a 15-point lead and they've got a top 80 percentile defensive rating together, do you think that's enough to keep you from sliding and having the Celtics go on a 23-something-0 run or whatever that number was, 23-3 and three or something? Um, yeah, it's like 31 that and would three. Be the case, but I, yeah, I gotta imagine that things are gonna change tomorrow night against the Warriors. You know, that's also part of this too. Is we've got a one o'clock game here. Game got over at what four? Then they've mm-hmm. got to fly to Oakland, and then they've got a game tomorrow night, and then fly out again. So I'd imagine there's gonna be some towing with the lineup for tomorrow night's game. National TV, eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, playing the Warriors uh, on Monday night, so th- that'll be yeah. I mean, it's kind of an important um, rush them. yeah game because we should definitely crush that team. Steph Curry's still uh, on one uh, every so often, but they've got no one else on that team that can do anything. I'm fact checking uh, myself on this. Seaver, they are the second percentile in uh, <laughs> points per possession on offense at 100.6. They are 
the 86th percentile on defense at 108. So their net rating is the 17th percentile at minus seven. So that's how okay. bad that uh, that offense has been. Well, wow. over 100 possessions, you lose seven points. How many possessions did the Celtics have? We were a lot worse than that today. Yeah, they were. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the bench unit, I think, is going to be a story going forward. Uh, the, it's interesting, the, the starters, when, since Aaron Gordon's been uh, on our team, we've just gelled. It, it shocked me, the basketball IQ that that guy has and him being able to so quickly um, match up uh, on our team and just kind of flow like like he didn't miss a step. Like You would have expected it to take a couple of games, and it hasn't felt that way. Uh, so I think it's been uh, good for our, our, a lot of players on our team, but more specifically, uh, Michael Porter Jr. I think is the biggest person uh, to benefit from Aaron Gordon uh, being on our team, and he's been completely unleashed. Uh, the Celtics game was obviously a bad game, uh, but you know he dribbled we revert today. Back to, he dribbled today. He missed a lot of shots. <laughs> he but, missed a uh, lot of shots. But before then, he was shooting you know sixty percent from the field. Basically, I mean, he was on fire. You're going to revert back to the mean at some point in time, um, and he had a he had a little bit of a tough game, but. Uh, his ability now to just dominate on the boards um, and in the paint and then be able to just spot up, shoot threes. Uh, I think Aaron Gordon has really allowed him to do a lot more of that. I, yeah, I his think... last 10, he's like 21 and like nine is what he's averaging over his last 10 games, which is just awesome. He's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Rex, I cut you off. Uh, there was an interview with Joker when Gordon signed up and he – Joker's like, he knows what he needs to do here. He knows why he's here. And it was very much like press conference platitudes. But I, it's totally true. He knows exactly what is being asked of him, and he's just doing that. And he's not doing too much. Yeah. And with, um, with uh, MPJ, who was you know, like kind of ascending here, it is, you know, I, I never thought he would be a 20 and 10 guy already. And. It's it you know the the future is so bright for the Nuggets. Uh, it's insane with him it feels actually like he's got an extra showing gear. up. He does totally, absolutely. I completely agree with that. I mean, he seems. It feels like he could easily be a twenty-five point, you know, per night score or something, if not even more, depending on Without the team. Trying. And if he was on a shittier team, right. I think he would already be putting up probably some insane per game numbers. Like tonight, I think we saw. What happens? I mean, he had good looks, but he just he missed a lot. But like, this was the first time where he took a few more shots that he hadn't been taking in other games. You know, yeah. he forced it a little bit more, especially when it wasn't going down. Mm-hmm. And that would be him on any other team, really, if they would have drafted him higher. And he, you know, if he was like on the Hornets or something, he would be putting up these kind of stat lines more. But the fact he's been so efficient, um, you know, I. He broke his 50% uh, field goal streak, but um, the fact he's been so efficient. 5%? (laughs) He was 1 for 12 from 3. He was shooting like 45% from 3 on the season. That, That... that's going to hurt his average a little bit, but he's, he's been phenomenal, man. I can't wait to see what he develops into or, or like what he looks like on the playoff stage. As Angel always likes to talk about, playoffs is going to be huge, and that bench isn't going to be nearly as big of a you know black eye when MPJ is getting you know, 38, 39 minutes a game, and um, so is Gordon. Uh, so pre- my pre- biggest point of hope for MPJ between now and playoffs is that he finishes rebounding. 
He'll go up and get it and then forget that he has the ball and somebody's like pokes it away from him. It he does have like weak hands. He's got weak, yeah. I was about to say he's got weak hands. It's not that he forgets. He just like everyone is stronger than him around him, even like the point guard. So he just kind of, no, he looks every time, strong. Every time that he loses it, the very next board he gets, he does like the two hand grab and like kind of pop it in the air. It's like, no, this, I, f- I forgot my form. You got to do the little half, half shake. Yeah, Porter was nine. Did you guys for see the, the dunk today. today where he like shorted it? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Nine <laughs> almost hurt 23. his hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did actually. They said after the after the game that he his hand was hurting him in some fashion. So uh, that'll be interesting to look going forward. Well, uh, you know the Nuggets. Uh, we talked about the Celtics game. I don't think any of us uh, besides Bush are uh, burning the house down uh, at this point in time. <laughs> but uh, again, the Nuggets were seventeen and three in the last twenty Where's games. Where's my lighter? Uh, not much to complain about. We're, we're a uh, little bit worried about that second unit, uh, but obviously they're still fourth in the West uh, and playing well uh, against uh, other Western Conference teams. So we're going to take a quick break uh, for a commercial from our presenting sponsor, the Abrams Momentum Group. <laughs> oh, Darkman X. Oh, yeah. You thought the Nuggets were hot. Abrams Momentum Group. Didn't- Put in five offers today and already got a million dollar deal under contract during this podcast. You want your deal to get under contract? Give us a call. 303-981-6723. All right. Abrams Momentum Groups. Selling homes, putting in deals, and giving you Nuggets advice. That was excellent. That was. I mean, he lined the drop up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats oh, on the deal, by the way. Thank you. Greenwood Village. I love it. Now you guys. Jesus. <laughs> All right, Paul Bunyan, what do you got for us? <laughs> That's funny on, coming from you, wood. Mr. Mustache. Oh, how long, how long um, have you been that stash, Mike? Yeah, let's go to that real fast. Another week. <laughs> do you turn the video on when you do meetings? People are good oh, yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, so we'll do a quick bush in the woods here because I'm I'm curious to see what you guys think about this one. So on the NBA.com, they have, on the second spectrum stats, they have your clutch scoring as a team. And basically this is a Jokic argument, I think, but primary too. But um, without a doubt, the Nuggets have the most minutes in the clutch. So I, I'm not can't remember exactly how they define it, but I think it's like within a couple baskets in within five minutes of a game. Um, and they have the most points in the clutch and they have the most field goals made per game in the clutch and they have the most field goal, per- the highest field goal percentage in the clutch, but they have like a middle of the pack win percentage in the clutch. Whoa. So hmm. the stats don't line up and I'm confused by it. And I'm curious what you guys think about it. So the offense is clicking. They're getting points. They have a lot of games, and they have a lot of minutes in these tight games. But we're just not winning um, at kind of the percentage rate that you would maybe guess based on our league-leading statistics otherwise. What do you guys think of that? Uh, what What is clutch? Can we, t- can we define this a little bit? No. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like they're within a couple baskets. The score is within, you know, four points in the last five minutes of a game or something like that. I That's how a lot of it. these clutch stats are it, defined. This is over the course of the season, right? Yeah. So they've played 23 games that have counted towards these clutch stats. So there's been 23 games where they've been very close at the end of the games. We, and they've won 13 look at of your them. text thread, right? Like your text thread at the beginning of the season was, we used to win these last season. We used to win these last season over and over and over again. And in True. the last like six weeks, we've been winning them. So honestly, I think it would have been worse, but we just talked about how Millsap probably shouldn't even be playing. And he was starting and playing a lot at the beginning of the season. So now that you know we have Aaron Gordon. So you're, I, we're trending in the right in, direction is what you're saying, Andrew? We're trending in the right direction, just in time for playoffs. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is interesting. That, that, would, that would make a little bit more sense. Um, but it, it just seems like an odd stat that we haven't been able to pull out these games. I mean, there were in the early in the season, there were a couple of fumbles that we were making that were just dumb plays, turnovers, uh, bad defensive stops. Um, things like that. It seems like the offense is clicking, but we haven't been able to stop people on the other end. So while we might be making our baskets, they're making the baskets at the same rate, and at some point in time, the, the clock runs out. Uh, but I would say it seems like lately, I, I would agree with Andrew, uh, we've been able to pull out those games more. So I would say that those stats might be uh, inflated to a certain degree towards the end of this year and, and deflated uh, at the beginning of this year. Of all of these stats, the one that I think is kind of the most interesting is just how many more points per game we're scoring in this clutch time compared to everybody else in the league. So the Nuggets are averaging 12.2 points during clutch periods of games. The next closest is the Trailblazers at 10.9. So there's a 1.3 points per game difference. Nobody else is, uh, everybody else is like 10.6 or below. So like there's a big gap. Right, everybody else is like ten, nine, eight points, something like that. There's a huge gap between the Nuggets and everybody else, which I'm the optimist in me is is hopeful this bodes well for the playoffs, and you know there'll be lots of clutch time during the playoffs, so hopefully we can score. But I think your point, Mike, is a good one. I can't find it uh, in the numbers, but I do feel like we're probably just trading baskets a lot, so our our defense is a little leaky during this period as well. Do they normalize it on like number of games played? So you said twenty three games, right? Like, do we yeah. have as many opportunities as we would have last year potentially? Right? Like, is there bigger swings? Hold that thought. <laughs> Standing by. That's why I love points per one hundred possessions. It like normalizes all this business, which makes it so much easier to digest what's really working and what's not. So last year, the Nuggets led the league, or actually tied with the Thunder and the Spurs, in 45 games that were in this clutch period. So that's actually pretty interesting. Um, And we were scoring 9.5 points per game during that. So three points less, basically, than what we're doing this year. And we actually haven't played nearly as many, even if you took it as a percentage of the total games played. We haven't been playing as many, so maybe that you know we've been blowing teams out a little bit more. Um, we we have a we we do have a higher point differential, so you know we're winning games by more. So we're actually in this situation less frequently this season, but when we get in it, we're just not winning as much. Hmm. 
It's a weird well, one, I know. That's why it's it a weird one. The woods. It's a confusing one. Yeah, I don't know. There's uh, a lot of conclusions we're taking from that, but uh, at the very least, it sounds like the Nuggets uh, uh, are good in the clutch, and let's hope that, that that holds through to the playoffs. That's what I try and do on a Sunday night is just, you know, confuse you guys. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fun times? Do we get a fun time? Fun time it up. So about nine episodes ago, we did a segment. We called it Fun Times with Mike P. And we're bringing it back. Yes. I don't know if we could with that mustache. It seems a little dicey now. Oh, I've been just screen grabbing all night. (laughs) Mike, please keep your shirt on during this segment. No guarantees. All right. Uh, so we have two teams here uh, to recap the rules. Uh, I'm going to ask a series of questions uh, to each of the teammates. Um, I am the single and sole arbitrator of the questions and the answers, uh, and we'll decide who gets points. Uh, we have two teams. Remember this score? Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Last time there were some accounting errors. <laughs> so we have uh, Rex and Sieber as air up there. Air up there. Run it back. Nice. Run it back. Defending champs. Facing off against Bush and Ambrew, formerly known as Wide Base, currently known as Semi-Pro. <laughs> I like both of them. All right, boys. So, Bring it on. Uh, so we're going to do uh, Andrew versus Rex for the first question here. What you got? Easy. Uh, Is there buzzer, buzzer involved? Andrew, going to go to you first. Are we oh, reaching boom. things from the top shelf? I already won the buzzer, Rex. I'm up. Quiet. <laughs> we'll put 30 seconds or 15 seconds on the clock. All right, Andrew. Which nugget would you go to for fashion advice? MPJ or Barton? <laughs> well, my wife calls MPJ Pretty Boy because he is one well dressed guy. And the best part of this argument is that Rex will now have to go with Barton no. as the best dressed guy. So, all right, clock's up. MPJ. That was something. All right, go uh, for it, I Rex. Appreciate, I appreciate the strategy because you know I'm not on Team Barton. But when what it comes to fashion, dresser. he's the best dressed nugget, and it's not even close. Barton is always the uh, got the the thrill walk in. He's most often the Twitter feature fashion uh, of the day. <laughs> I'm going to give that to Rex. Uh, Andrew didn't really make much of an argument. He just threw it on Rex's shoulders. So, <laughs> Mike, you look the part right now. All right. Uh, second question is uh, Sieber versus Bush. Uh, so we're going to give uh, Sieber the first uh, response here. So if you were pulled over for speeding, would you rather have Jokic or Murray in the seat next to you to get you out of a ticket? Go. Oh, Jesus. It's got to be Nikola Jokic uh, because, one, he is extremely recognizable. And then, two, uh, can you imagine him trying to help you talk your way out of a ticket with the cops <laughs> and him just going... <laughs> The whole time? Just the hand gestures, like out the window. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bush. So you guys know I have, well, I allegedly have a uh, sketchy in-game feed that I watch all the games on. And uh, during one of the promos recently, they asked Jamal, if he wasn't a basketball player, what profession would you be in? 
and he said he'd be an actor. So clearly Jamal would be the best guy to help me get out of a ticket because he would just, you know, fall on his acting chops and talk our way out of it. Wow. Uh, Does anybody believe that Jamal could actually be an actor? Absolutely. <laughs> I know. My I teammate's always right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I, I think I'm going to have to give that to, to Sieber, but that, that was a good one, Bo. She pulled that one out of thin air. I liked that. Boy. All right. Why uh, would your so, feed be any different than ours? Like, we watch the same games, so, like, why would we all not see the same thing? I the only watch the... Well, do you have yeah. commercials? Sometimes. No. Do you do the, the feed I don't have that's commercials. Like the Jumbotron uh, feed? Yeah, the no commercials? Yeah, it's, a in, is, it's the in-game feed during commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah so you get like the kiss cam and garbage time. It's, so I get, it's better. Yeah, and, and Rocky. They've they've made Rocky. He's not allowed to run around the arena. So he's like in this little area on club level. <laughs> Rocky's and he just cage. has to sit there and he has like a little drawing board and he like dances and stuff. It's very oh, like sad. Where it's they it's do a the depressing weird, sight to see Rocky uh, not. Weird halftime concerts. Him, All right. Uh, next question is Rex and Andrew again. Uh, like Rex, you're up first. We like being down 0-2, just so we can come back <laughs> and feel great about the victory. All right. Uh, which player would you rather have on your intramural basketball team? Monte <laughs> or Faku? Go. Faku. Absolutely Faku. <laughs> <laughs> just going to... Just... For whipping the silly passes around and the high energy and uh, the accent on the uh, on the floor at a pickup game is always always fun. All right, Andrew. Baku is not the right answer because he would be slinging passes, and in the intramural games, no one would be paying attention. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get broken nose. just get hit in the face. Monte is like great fundamentals, scoring around the basket, and like knows to make sure the other player is actually looking for a pass to score. So clearly, Monte. Uh, well done, Andrew. I, I I think Faku would be fun to watch, but Monte is the player you want on your team because he's actually going to get you a real pass. So well done. Ch- That's my teammate. Faku's actually been in a, a pick <laughs> basketball game fight before because i bet the answer is probably yes oh definitely last month (laughs) yeah (laughs) at least like 99.9 percent chance there all right score is uh 2-1 right now to the air up there boom Uh, coming back all right uh this is to seaburn bush uh bush uh you get the first response here If you were about to go on the show, The Amazing Race, which player would you want to be your partner and why? Go. Wow, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Um, I mean, I'd probably just go with Jokic because he's the MVP of everything in life, probably. So I'm sure he would get me to uh, the winner's circle. Boom, he's a All right. winner. That's a great answer. That's a, great answer. <laughs> That's a fine answer. <laughs> but he missed the entire reason why you would pick Jokic. Saber. Go. 
Oh, well, I'm going to take the other half of our original question, uh, and I'm going to take Jamal Murray. Terrible answer. If you know anything <laughs> about the amazing races, you have to be able to run long distances and be in good shape and be a good team player and know when to take your shot. And that's Jamal Murray. would have been a better answer. Didn't you apply for the amazing race? Yeah, I stood in line with my dad for like four hours uh, on like a Tuesday morning, and we had 30 seconds to explain why we would be good on the amazing race and we had this whole thing planned out my dad spoke for 29 of the <laughs> seconds and just kept saying that we would be like honey badgers just over and over again like it was going to change the outcome of whether or not we were going to be on the amazing race shockingly we were not picked shocking i feel like this is <laughs> Well, uh, Seaver, I'm going to have to give you the win on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'm not sure Eric had, had a response. I, All right. Speak, oh, this was six com- languages. That completely has to be immensely useful. Well, he didn't explain it that way, Rex, so that's why he lost. He's a winner right. of life. I'm not sure you got a word out in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> All right. Air up there is up uh, three to one. Ooh, uh, lightning round? Uh, well, there's seven questions, so you got to get four of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, another last so, one, Rex. Rex and uh, Andrew. And I don't remember who asked the question first. Andrew, I think, it's Re- I think Rex goes. All right, Rex, you're right, up fine. first. All right. Uh, Bush kind of teed this up a little bit earlier, but which Rocky antics during the game do you miss the most? Go. <laughs> uh dangling from the rope at half court and passing out <laughs> it is oh no <laughs> the most colorful antics by any mascot ever all right <laughs> boot him out of the game yikes Andrew, go with go. two real quick um well you know what I'll, I'll go to rex's level on the backflip off the uh Oh my god, I'm completely butchering this. Uh, the trampoline, and then he broke his back by missing that. So <laughs> we go dirty. That's where I'm going. I appreciate that you had my same answer, Andrew. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to give it to Andrew because breaking out your back sounds a whole lot worse right. than just passing out. Yeah, have you yeah. seen the video? Come on. Well, we, we've all seen the video, Rex. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's a point for um, uh, the team formerly known as Wide Base. Boom. Two to one, Rex. All right. Kaboom. Three to two. All right, so the next question is uh, Sieber. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let Bush pick. I'll let you pick, Bush. I'm feeling this confident. Do you want to go first or second? Oh, wow. Um, I'm going second. Oh, can't handle the heat. Let's go. All right. Who is a better flopper on the Nuggets, Jokic or Faku? Uh, go. Faku. The small guy's got to sell it more. It, you know, it, it's it's one of those where it just he's got to really sell it. He's he's undersized, and now in the NBA against all these big dudes, it's, it's got to be him. I'm offended that you even put Jokic into this. He never flops. He's constantly fouled, 
and it's always the ref's fault who doesn't call the foul correctly. So this is an invalid question to even begin with. So Jokic is the MVP again. <laughs> I mean, clearly it was a trick question, so well played, Eric. Yes. <laughs> Man, that had some, like, my dad's going to beat your dad up in the parking lot energy there after the game. <laughs> I have his back right now, all right? He can't get a call to save his life. No, he can't. All right, it's all tied up at uh, three uh, apiece here going into the last question here to determine it all. Is this going to be a four-way question? Mike obviously pushed the goalposts on that one. He didn't even think of that argument, and then Bush said it. He goes, I like that better than I like I that better. Say. See, but maybe that was a dumb yeah. answer. <laughs> see where that's clearly what happened and it was a better answer <laughs> All right, do you guys want- with Jokic wrapping guys arms like under his armpit armpit as the uh, flop because that's kind of a flop too <laughs> alright do you guys want a four way on this or do you want to team it up obviously it's been a while since I've been a four way <laughs> so let's go for it <laughs> cut that one out Rex <laughs> not a chance alright which this is a four-way so we're gonna run uh andrew sieber bush rex in that order (laughs) two's better than four (laughs) if Jokic was a hogwarts character who would he be harry potter harry potter's the man he's always like had to overcome like a difficulty he clearly was born with the muggles and then just all of a sudden is MVP of the league. So I don't know how Jokic and Harry Potter are not the same person. All right. Saber. Go. Uh, all right. So it's Hermione. And there's a lot of reasons because she's obviously the smartest. She studies and she's the best assist person on the whole team. She's always getting Ron and Harry out of their trouble. And that's what Jokic does all game long for the Nuggets. Wow. All right. Bush. Go. He, he's clearly Dumbledore because he's completely Ooh. selfless. So <laughs> he would die if he had to just so everyone else can succeed. Good answer. Oof. Good answer. Wow. You guys are really making it difficult here. Misery without telling them why? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. All right, Rex. Okay. You, number four. Let's see what you got. Hagrid. He's big. He's fuzzy. Everybody loves him. Okay. I don't right now. This is a tough decision. Wow. All right. So we've got Harry, Hermione, Dumbledore, and Hagrid. Uh, wow. You guys uh, don't make it easy on me, huh? Clearly, one team thinks he's better. Yeah, it's not your answer, Andrew. Here's it. If it's anybody's answer, it's on your team. It's Bush's. Hermione's a little prima donna, <laughs> all right? And yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's, so. it is. It's it's between Dumbledore and uh, Hermione because uh, those were two great answers um, and not not um, ones I were ex- was expecting there, actually. Who hmm. were you expecting after you decide? I want to know. Hagrid was definitely the one I was expecting. That was the obvious one because it's just physical features. It was 50-50. I was going to go Hagrid or Dobby. Dad, you guys have been spending way too much time together. Man, Hagrid is like the 49th most important character in Harry Potter. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go Dumbledore. Uh, I like that response, but that was, oh, that was tight. Oh, that was tight. That was very tight. I had to find 27. Had to pick one. 
All right. That sounds like that sounds like semi pro pulls out the win. Boom. Wide load semi pro. I passed the answer that you had ahead of time. Yeah, but it was a terrible answer. It was a terrible answer. Terrible answer. He started with he's big. That was your whole explanation why you thought Hagrid was going to be the win was physical features. The first thing he said was a physical feature. The first two, big and fuzzy. <laughs> big and fuzzy. Well, big and fun fuzzy. times with Mike T. Never, never without uh, a controversy. <laughs> All right, boys. Next week. Inside, like a warm and fuzzy. Like it's Is that Tori's question? Is, is that hers? The Harry Potter one? You said she. No, nah, these were these were all these were all mine. Um, I'm sure you don't want to give yeah. her credit just to protect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, like she listens to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, next week we talked uh, Nuggets playing Golden State on Monday, uh, Miami on Wednesday, Rockets on Friday, uh, and then Memphis on Monday again. So they've got a bit of a tough stretch here. Uh, the home games are against Miami and Memphis, uh, but some good teams here, um, except for the, the Rockets, obviously. But uh, Memphis is a decent team. Warriors are a decent team. Um, Heat are a decent team. Uh, not necessarily top-tier teams, but kind of middle of the road. Uh, Rex, what do you think we're going to end up this week? Uh, do we know when Jamal's coming back? It's just knee soreness day-to-day. He yeah, was no doing news, one-on-one yeah. warm-ups before the game, so hopefully okay. tomorrow. All right. Nice. You think so? I, I think it's a sweep. I think they uh, they bounce back hard from this afternoon, and they know that they're in the thick of it, and they... They have to go on a tear right now, and I think they will. I think these are all very winnable games, and they they don't slip up. All right, Seber, what are you saying? Uh, this is a tough one. Um, I think tomorrow's game is going to be trickier than we want it to be. Um, and nope. the Miami game could be a challenge too. I'll, uh, I'm feeling positive. I feel like we need to get Bush out of his funk. We're gonna go. We're gonna go three, three and zero on this week. I appreciate that. I will uh, double down on that or triple down now. I guess let's do it. Ooh. Undefeated. Here we go. Let's keep rolling. Bring back Jamal. <laughs> Andrew, you gonna be a turd in the punch bowl? <laughs> I'm not going to be a turd in the punch bowl. Nice. I don't think the Golden State game will even be a little bit difficult. They just lost Wiseman. So, like, as soon as Curry stops playing, we just crush them. Um, Miami's always tough. We should be able to beat them. And, like, Houston's just bad. So, if we lose to that team, which, like, we very well might because it's the Nuggets and you would like to have letdowns against really bad teams. But we should go 3-0, and then that Memphis game will be a real good test after that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a 3-0, but I think it's a blowout of the uh, Warriors uh, and the Rockets. Uh, close game against the Heat, um, and then I think we blow out Memphis as well. I just think we match up well against them. Uh, so I think it'll be a good week for the Nuggets. Uh, all right, well, this has been fun. Are we going to get to do this in person someday? Are we going to go to a game? Andrew, it's supposed to be like 45 degrees next Friday night. Are we, uh, are we allowed in your house? Yeah. Okay. That sounded confident. <laughs> so, that was a weak yes. <laughs> All right. Well, 
this has been fun. This has been episode 13 of the Hard Pick Mining Company with your Denver Five. Go Nuggets. <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> I love fun times with Mike P. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that was great. You fun, guys actually, that time. one was really hard to judge, I gotta say. Stumble <laughs> door. Dude, that was a great answer. I pulled that one out of my ass. Is there. Is there. <laughs> Dumbledore is great.